And this phrase that came in my heart was, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. It's not the time for the church to be silent. We need to be lifting up our voice. And so you know me, I like to look at definitions. And I have this 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary downloaded on my iPad. And I looked up the word voice. And of course, most of it was self-explanatory. To exclaim with sound, to command. But this one, I was like, whoa. This is in 1828. Noah Webster's Dictionary for voice to vote or to express your choice. The word voice literally means to vote. Hmm. Yep. Your voice, your vote is your voice. How do you want it to be heard? It's not only going to be heard at the polls. It's going to be heard in heaven. Selah. Pause and think about that. This is not a political message. But your voice means to vote. So it is important. For us as believers, the most important thing is we're going to vote in the camp of the Lord. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But make sure you do exercise your voice. Let your voice be heard in America and vote. Amen. But most of all, vote for what the Lord stands for. Vote in the camp of the Lord. That's all we'll say about that. But again, Selah, pause and think about that. So as I was thinking about voice... Everybody's voice is unique and distinct. You know, we can be, or I can be like in a room full of people. And we've had that happen before. And maybe I'm on one side of the room, Pastor Mark's on the other side of the room. And I can locate him by his voice. He calls me on the phone even before we had caller ID. I didn't have to say, who is this? strange guy. No, I recognize his voice because I've spent a lot of time with him. He for sure can find me in a crowded room. He often says this to me, tone down. I'm like, what? He's like, you're talking really loud. Well, I come from a family of loud. You know, we grew up in the country. I know how to call hogs. Are used to anyway. We know how to scream and hear each other, you know, a, a mile away. So we were just used to being a loud family. And I don't always use my indoor voice. That's probably why, you know, I can preach without a microphone if I have to. But our, our voices shouldn't just be known and recognized by our mate or a family member or a close friend. Our voices should be known in heaven and our voices should be known in hell the devil needs to know who you are and that you mean business i don't know if it's that leftover joke anointing up here this isn't a joke though this is a true story but this (laughs) just comes to me and i want to share if pastor's watching he'll like this how many of you ever heard of a man by lester summerall lester summerall 
was a general in the Lord's army. Man, he traveled the world preaching the gospel. And one of his trademarks that he was known for was casting out devils. It just seemed like wherever he went, you know, devils would show up. He wasn't looking for them, but they'd show up. But they, he, he cast them out all over the place. He has a tremendous story about a gal in the Philippines that was literally bitten by devils. But anyway, and he cast the demons out. You can look this stuff up on YouTube. Lester Summerall, Dr. Lester. Well, anyway, this story just comes to me. So years ago, he lived up in the northern part, Indiana, I think it was, yeah, of the country. Indiana's where he lived, I think. And anyway, yeah, South Bend. And he had a brother-in-law named Murphy. And so he was training Murphy in the ministry. And this family contacted him because it was known that he got a lot of success in casting devils out of people. You know, that we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We can speak with new tongues and we can cast out devils in the name of Jesus. I won't go into all of it, but I've had some experience with that. It was like one year I was out ministering in different locations and the devil must not have liked what I was saying. Demon-possessed people were showing up in my meeting. There was one meeting that I was conducting, and the lady literally started lifting up in the air. I mean, it was so demonic. Anyhow, they all got cast out, and they all got set free. So praise the Lord. Back to my story with Lester. So he's training Murphy in the ministry and how to cast out devils. This family contacts him. And they said, this guy's really demon-possessed. He's just crazy out of his mind, and we need your help. So he called Murphy, and he said, now tomorrow, we're going to go over to this house, and we're going to cast the devil out. But before we go, we got to be prepared. So Murphy, we're going to fast dinner, and we're going to fast breakfast, and then we're going to go over and cast out this devil. This is a true story. So the next morning comes, they go to the house, they go back in this bedroom, and this guy's totally insane, crazy, out of his mind, possessed of the devil. And Dr. Summerall walks in boldly. He's kind of a, he was a gruff kind of a guy, and he says, We've come to cast you out. We've been praying and we fasted and we're casting you out. And the devil in that man spoke up and said, Murphy ate. Did you hear that? Murphy ate. And Brother Summerall looked at Murphy and he said, Murphy, is that true? Murphy put his head down and said, Oh, Brother Lester, I fasted supper, but this morning I was so hungry and I smelled bacon and I ate. (laughs) And that brother Summerall said to the demon-possessed guy, the devil talking through him, I don't care if Murphy ate, you still got to come out in Jesus' name. So they cast him out because Brother Summerall's voice, his voice carried power and authority. And I don't know how the demon knew that Murphy ate. Maybe he smelled the bacon on his breath. I don't know. But the point, I sidetracked myself. No, the point is Brother Summerall's voice carried power. And he was known in heaven. And he was known in hell. Praise the Lord. So we want to look at some examples in lifting up our voice 
in the Bible. You think maybe we should read a scripture. How did we get born again? How did salvation happen? Well, Romans 10, 9, and 10. I want to read it out of the NIV. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So how do we get born again? It's a twofold application. We believe it in our heart and we declared it with our mouth. The same principle applies to receiving any of the promises of God. We read the word, yay, and we see in there that Jesus is my healer. He's my provider. He's my restorer. But we don't just read it. We need to see it. We need to say it. And we need to see it. Seize it and declare it. Just like we had to declare, Jesus is Lord. How did God create the world? Well, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, and I counted it today, the Bible says eight times He said, let there be light. He said, He said, He said. And the last one was, He said, let us make man in our image. We are created in the likeness and in the image of God. We are created speaking spirits. He created the world. He created us with words. And we are to create our world. We frame our world with the words of our mouth. Your voice Needs, your mountains need to hear your voice. Situations in your life need to hear the command of faith from your mouth and your voice. Amen. Amen. Lift up your voice in agreement with the word of God. Amen. And then another one about lifting up our voice is John the Baptist. Y'all have heard of him, right? He used his voice to prepare the way of the Lord. John was Jesus' first cousin. He was the forerunner of the Messiah. He was a wild guy. He lived out in the wilderness. He ate locusts and wild honey. And that reminds me of, again, a pastor John. <laughs> he told us the funniest thing one time. If you never got to meet his mother, you missed a delight. His mother was amazing. But one day, didn't she say to you all, I want to eat like John the Baptist? And they're like, what? And she said, yeah, I want to eat lobster and honey. Because in the Spanish Bible, locusts translated lobster. So she thought John the Baptist was out in the wilderness eating lobster and wild honey. That would really be a miracle to find lobster out in the wilderness. No, I'm not exactly sure what locust was, but that's what he was eating. Anyway, but he was a forerunner of the Messiah. In Luke chapter 3, verse 4, And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet saying, The voice of one. The what? 
the voice. John the Baptist lifted up his voice. And think of him preaching without a microphone. Think of Jesus preaching without a microphone. The Holy Ghost had to amplify their voice. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled. And every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is a direct quote from Isaiah chapter 40 verses 3 through 5. And in that, in that passage, it reads just like this, that there was a, that we prepare the way of the Lord. We prepare the way for the King to come. And it's referenced there that in ancient times, if a king decided he wanted to go visit his subjects in an outer part of his kingdom, then he would have people that would go and prepare the way. They would fill in the low-level places. They'd make the crooked paths straight so the king could travel there more smoothly. He had a road construction crew. You and I are God's road construction crew. We are preparing the way of the Lord. We prepare the way. We prepare his coming with our faith, with our prayer, with our declarations. Amen. We're filling in the low places. We're causing the crooked ways to be made straight. Here comes the king. The king of glory is coming. And his presence and his glory are going to manifest in greater degrees than we have ever seen and we have ever known. How do I know that? Because the Bible says the latter great the glory of the latter house will be greater than of the former we're preparing the way are you all expecting him to manifest in greater degrees are you all expecting the gifts of healing to be in manifestation are we expecting the multitudes to come in from the north south east and the west are we expecting the bound to be set free Hallelujah. We're preparing. We prepare it in our heart. By faith we see these things and we pray them through. We're God's road construction crew. Now a road construction crew, they could, you know, that says it's their voice. Their voice in this reference is our tool. We could go out and try to build a road and use an ice pick. But it'd be a lot better to have a bulldozer. So let's up our tool. Amen. (laughs) Let's lift our voice even in a greater, greater degree. And then this is the part we'll center in on. That wasn't my introduction. Don't get nervous. But it was, it was laying the foundation to get to this part. Lifting our voice in prayer. I began as that phrase came up in my heart. I just sat down and I started running references and thank God it's easy now and with uh, things that you have on your tablets and stuff. And I just put in lift up your voice. 
And I was amazed at how many scriptures I found on lifting up your voice. Many are in Psalms. Our Father wants Him to acknowledge Him in the beginning of our days and in all of our ways. He wants to hear our voice. He wants to hear our praise and our worship and our admiration to Him. It's wonderful to think in your heart how much you love Him. But He wants to hear it. He wants to hear your voice. And I found so many scriptures. I like this one. Psalms 5, 3. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you. And I will look up. What's the first thing that you're doing in the morning? Looking at the news, getting on Facebook, social media. David said, oh Lord, the first thing I'm going to do in the morning is you're going to hear my voice. And I'm going to look up unto you. You know, it's easy in the morning, maybe if you wake up to look down and to have this attitude. Oh, dear Lord, it's morning. Instead of saying, Lord, <laughs> it, I worship you this morning. Hallelujah. We need, not, good, we need to be saying, good Lord. Good Lord. We need to be saying, good morning, Lord. Instead of, good Lord, it's morning. There, I got it right. In the morning, he wants to hear our voice. And he wants us to look up. If we don't look unto him first thing in the morning, it's gonna, your day is going to be off. If the first thing you look at is bad news, the first thing you look at when you get out of bed, oh, my back hurts, this hurts, that hurts, you're setting the wrong tone. We need to every morning get up and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And if you're not feeling very strong, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got a busy day. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's looking up. That's looking unto him. Now, I will admit to you, and I've said it before, I in the natural am not a morning person. Unless you consider 1 a.m. Lots of times I'm still awake at 1 a.m. But I'm not in the natural a morning person. My dear friend Lynette Hagen, and I'm just so blessed that I can call her my friend and my mentor. And God has connected us. We have a lot of things in common. And she's very much a night aisle. Ow! She sent me this plaque. I wish I could show it to you, but I'll read it. She sent me a picture of this plaque. I could be a morning person if morning happened around noon. I like that. <laughs> I could be a morning person if morning happened around noon. <laughs> anyway, some of you are like, well, yeah, you have no choice if you have to get up and go to work. I understand. And when the boys were little, I had to get up and get them ready, get them to school. So, I mean, you still, I do have to get up in the morning. But if I, pref my preference would be not to. But anyway, 
I'm a lot more awake at night. But then I like this verse, Psalms 55, 17. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. There it is again. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice find your most alert time to pray I can't tell you that you got to get up at 5 a.m. and pray every morning I can't tell you you got to do it at noon on your lunch break or in the evening find what works for you the most important thing is pray and let him hear your voice it could be morning it could be night it could be noon Whenever, offer up your voice of prayer and praise unto him. And then there's some more. Can you handle a little bit more? This is the voice of supplication. Again, it's in Psalms. Psalms 86, 6 through 7. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. And intend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of trouble, in the day of my trouble. Anybody ever had a day of trouble? In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. I think we would all agree that right now, currently, in our nation, in our world, there's trouble. Trouble on every side. But what are we supposed to be doing? Worrying about it, crying about it, getting in fear. No, use our voice, hallelujah, to declare what he is going to do. What he has promised to do. Lift your voice in prayer and in supplication. That reminds me of Ephesians 6.18. We're going to pray here in just a little bit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. In the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What does it mean to persevere in prayer? It means to be persistent in, remain constant to a purpose. It means to have some stick to to be tenacious, to be steadfast. Persevering in prayer is not, well, I prayed for my kid one time and he's acting like demon child now, so I'm not going to pray anymore. No, it's persevering, sticking with it till we see the desired end result. Praying with perseverance and supplication. And supplication is not just some little flippant prayer. Oh, Lord, now I lay me down to sleep. Or, oh, Lord, bless this little food that we're eating. Something like that. No, supplication is an intense, earnest, fervent request or entreaty. So that means we're to have some umpt on our prayer. Let it come out of us with power and authority. And then the Bible tells us that we, that the day that we're living in, we as believers, we are to be watchmen over territories and over areas in our life. Every one of us have Areas that we need to be watching over in prayer. You need to watch over your family in prayer. You need to watch over your church 
in prayer. We need to be watching over our cities, over our nation in prayer. The Bible calls us watchmen. Let's look at a couple of those passages. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and 7. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. And we're going to pray for Jerusalem and Israel here in a bit. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And then Isaiah 52 verse 8, your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Verse 9, break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Now, I know that some people, I can tell it, and I've seen stuff even on social media that is alarming to me. Why, people are saying, why should we be praying for Israel? What happens in Israel doesn't really affect me or concern me. Christian fellow believers, that's not true. The God of Israel, Isaac and Jacob, is the same God that we worship. Without the nation of Israel and the Jewish people, we would not have our Messiah. They don't have the revelation on the Messiah, but they have the same God that we have. And why do we stand with them? Why do we need to pray about what's happening in Israel. I could give you a whole long teaching on it, which time would not permit. But let me just ask you this question. Do you want to be blessed? How many of you want to be blessed? Well, right here is one way that we can tap into the blessing of God. Psalms 122, verse 6, I think, and 7. Pray. I want to read this out of the Passion. Pray and seek For Jerusalem's peace, for all who love her will prosper. And then verse 7, Oh, Jerusalem, may there be peace for those who dwell inside your walls and prosperity in every place, every palace. You and I have a responsibility to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we are to lift up our voice in strength not praying some mamby pamby light hearted ritual religious kind of prayers lift up your voice in strength we referenced Isaiah chapter 43 through 5 about preparing the way of the Lord in that same chapter in verse 9 it says this O Zion who you who bring good tidings get up to the high mountain O Jerusalem you who bring good tidings lift up your voice with strength 
not weak. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. We can say that to the city of Hayward, the city of Oakland, the city of San Leandro, the city of Castor Valley, the city of Union City, the city of Fremont, San Jose, wherever you live. Lift up your voice in strength and say to your city, behold your God. We can take this promise and speak over our cities, but we also need to take it literally and we need to be saying over the cities of Israel, behold your God. God will, God has and God will supernaturally intervene for them. They've got promises to stand on. That land is their land because God said it's their land. And we're going to come into agreement. We're going to have some prayer points over Israel. And I'm going to ask Pastor Nancy to come. And you guys might be good if you stand. I know going a little bit. You received a, a handout when you came in today. And we also have it as prayer points. I mean, yeah, it's a PowerPoint. So I think everybody, if you did not get a handout, I have one down here. If you didn't get a handout, you can get one. Raise your hand. They'll get you one real quick. But Pastor Nancy, you go ahead and come up. We're going to look at these. You guys stand. We're going to get active in our prayer over Israel. If you have issue with that, you shouldn't. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask him to enlighten you. Amen. Hallelujah. So yeah. I want to tell you just a little bit about that land that we're that they are fighting over right now, the Gaza yeah. Strip. Yeah. The Gaza Strip is located on the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, in 1967, the Jewish people came back and inhabited that area until they were pressured, really, to mm-hmm. give up the land to uh, the Palestinian people yeah. in 2005. And so that little piece of land, it's just 20 miles long. And four miles wide. And so all that you're hearing about on the news, the the war that's going on there, that's a very small piece of territory. But you see, the enemy is trying to wipe Israel off the map. And we can see that in uh, so many places throughout the Bible. But in Psalms 83.4, where it talks about speaking to Israel, your enemies say this they say let us cut off let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of israel shall be no more Mm. they go on in many many places to talk about devouring israel in jeremiah chapter 30 in verse 16 it says therefore all those who devour you shall be devoured Mm. and all your adversaries every one of them shall go into captivity And those who plunder you, they shall be plundered. And all who prey upon you will be preyed upon. Amen. And then verse 17 says this, and this is a familiar piece of of, uh, scripture to you. It says, for I will restore your health. Yes. I will restore health to you Mm -hmm. and heal you of your wounds. Yeah. Well, we know that Israel has been deeply wounded Mm. 
That God says that he's going to heal them. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to put up some prayer points. And what I want us to do is I want us to pray these prayer points. So as I read them, we're going to read them as a prayer. So I want you to allow your heart to agree. You can just be praying quietly in the spirit as we pray over these. So let's look at them. Let's look at the first one. And and we're all going to stand together in prayer over this land, over the people of Israel. And we're going to focus on these specific points. So number one, protection from destruction or distractions and divine intervention. Lord, we pray Psalms 91 with the protection of the blood of Jesus and the armor of God. Ephesians 6 to ensure maximum defense against the enemy's attacks. We pray that while we are in this current conflict, Israel remains vigilant and discerning. We draw a bloodline of protection and encircle every individual target for harm with the saving power of the blood of Jesus. We send ministering spirits forth to the nation of Israel to shield them from harm and defend them according to Hebrews 1.14. Divine discernment. Don't you know the leadership needs divine discernment, intervention, wisdom, insight. Father, we give Israel's leaders, we ask you to grant them wisdom and clarity to see beyond immediate threats. Let them see through any veil of deception. Lord, bring strength and unity. You are the source of strength for Israel. Unite them in solidarity and resilience against external pressures. May their hearts be steadfast, rooted in faith, and unwavering in adversity. Now see, we're using our voice of faith to bring about a voice of victory. Amen? Number four, peace through your word. Lord, we stand upon your word, dear Lord, as a beacon of light and hope. May the promises in Psalms 83 resonate within the hearts of the people of Israel and believers worldwide. Remind them of your faithfulness, even in turmoil. And Lord, we declare that over this nation and those whose eyes have been blinded, those who do not see clearly, Lord, we ask you to lift that veil, open their eyes, open their heart of understanding that we would stand with Israel. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for a spirit of courage and boldness. Father, grant courage and boldness to your children in Israel. Oh, how I've been praying that. Oh, how I've been praying that. You know, I wake up in the night. I wake up in the morning. These young, young soldiers, just young, young men and women. 
that are going into, they're not running from, they're facing the enemy and they're going into, how can they do it? Because they have a spirit of courage, a spirit of might and a spirit of boldness. And Lord, we lift that up to you and we ask you to continue to empower them to stand firm in their faith. Let every person trust in your divine love that cast out all fear and your guidance. Father, we ask you to, as we pray in unity together, Lord, worldwide prayer for Israel. May our collective prayers create a powerful spiritual shield guarding the nation and its people from harm. We pray for your divine will to triumph and may your glory envelop and drive all demonic forces in Israel and its surrounding regions out in the mighty name of Jesus. God says in Psalms 94, 23, God shall cut them off in their own wickedness. And yes, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord shall cut them off. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's go ahead and let's just water those awesome prayers. Lord, we continue to offer our supply over the nation of Israel. Oh, Lord. Lord, we do what your word says. We pray for peace. We pray for peace in Jerusalem. Peace and protection. Oh, my strength and courage. In your presence, your presence, Lord, we've heard stories in past wars, how you supernaturally protected, how you supernaturally revealed yourselves to those soldiers. Oh, 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 Lord, we're asking that you do it again. We thank you for the angels of the Lord that are encamped round about them. Glory to God. Oh, your glory. Your glory, your glory, your manifest presence. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. We know that we are living. We are living in volatile times. We know that we are living in times, Lord, as we spoke about preparing the way of the Lord. We know that you are about to cover this entire earth with your glory in preparation for you to come in the clouds of glory before you come and take us away in the clouds of glory you said you will cover this earth with your glory we know it Lord we perceive it that we are right on the threshold of the greatest move of God every move that there has ever been shall be culminated Lord it shall all come together and Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. As truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And then Habakkuk wrote, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Lord, we just perceive, even in our hearts,
hearts that something supernatural and miraculous is going to happen even in the nation of Israel that your manifest presence is going to show up (laughs) and people are going to set up other nations are going to have to set up and take notice that God is with them God did this for them hallelujah the knowledge the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover this earth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover our nation shall cover our state Lord we are expecting we are anticipating ha 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 greater glory greater glory greater glory oh begin to cry out for greater glory even in our nation the signs the wonders the gifts of the spirit ha 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 miraculous miraculous divine intervention hallelujah hallelujah oh miracles Miracles, signs, and wonders. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, Oh, let the chiyombre kata. And let there be revival. Let there be revival in the church. Lord, let the church arise. Let the church arise. Let the church arise. Hallelujah. Let the church arise. <laughs> and lift up our voice in strength. <laughs> Woo! Let the church arise and declare, declare your word, declare your promises. Ha ha ha! Oh, And let the church arise and even believe, believe the words of the prophets that even have gone before that greater glory greater glory the greatest move of God that this earth has ever known is yet to happen but it shall happen it shall all come to pass <laughs> Woo! glory to God we stand on the shoulders and on the prayers of the saints that have gone before us <laughs> oh glory to God even here in the Bay Area Lord there have been mighty moves of God even here in our state Azusa Street broke out the outpouring of the Holy Ghost broke out in our state and it spread around the world Lord we're continuing we are contending there are seeds seeds of prayer there are seeds of revival that we are watering and they're coming up <laughs> Woo! California the voice of California will not be heard for unrighteousness no the voice of California is going to vote 
in the camp of the Lord. We thank you, Father, for that great vision that you gave to Sister Jeannie Wilkerson, a prophetess of God, the roll call of states. And when she came to California, woo, she said California. And she specifically said San Francisco. I see the streets of San Francisco on fire and not on fire with rebellion and riots but on fire with the glory of God on fire with revival oh Lord <laughs> Woo! we lift our voice and we thank you for mighty revival we lift our voice and we thank you for the glory of God in manifestation in our state. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the spirit of prayer is here, and we could go on and on, but I, I do I am aware of the time. But let's just lift our hands and let's just thank Him. Let's lift our voice. <laughs> Woo! We lift our voice with thanksgiving. Lord, the prayers that have been offered tonight, we thank you, Lord. <laughs> we offer them with praise and thanksgiving. <laughs> Knowing you shall bring it all to pass. It shall all come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.